welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Hey, it's another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. Leland is on vacation, so he's going to be doing this remotely. And Leland, before my don't phone dies, let's talk high school sports. Don't we do them all remotely? Like, we're never in the same room. No time for idle chit-chat. We're at 9%. <laughs> All right. Well, so in baseball, we had the opportunity to have Gap and Riverheads play in that region final for 1B, but Gap was unable to win that semifinal. They dropped to William Campbell. Their season ends at 14 and 6, and um, or 15 and 6, excuse me. And they William Campbell team goes on and plays Riverheads, who did take care of their business, and Riverheads knocked them off. So Riverheads, Region 1B champions, they get to host a state quarterfinal on Tuesday night against Middlesex. If they win, uh, they're, pro- they're going to get Lebanon or Narrows because they have the cross uh, semifinal, cross region semifinal, which I always like. I wish we had that in football. Um, but that we that's our one baseball team still playing. The Riverheads Gladiators trying to get their third state championship. Well, I mean, it is class one, but we'll see what happens. Um, they got through region B, which is good. Uh, hopefully they'll do well in States. Um, and obviously, you know, that, that class one, um, they've done well in the past. So we're hoping for that again. I mean, the theme tonight is going to be, you know, you expect everybody to be good once you get to this level. Now there might be a contradiction to that down here in a minute, but all these teams are going to play every good. They're going to play their best baseball of the year. Um, you know, I, I, complained about Riverhead's youth earlier in the season and some of the bigger games where they didn't even just come up short. They just weren't even in the games or they, you know, gotten too big a deficit early for the comeback, not to be enough. So they, they need to avoid those kind of things. They need to show that their freshmen that are playing have grown this year and, and, you know, hopefully they can. That's, that's about the best we got there. Yeah, that is the best we got. Um, softball, uh, Softball, we have we got, Buffalo Gap left. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. They came in second in the region. They fell to um, Rappahannock. No, they fell to, excuse me. Um, they lost in the semifinal, in the final there against uh, Central Lunenburg, I believe. So uh, Rappahannock is who they face. They have to go there to play them. Um, that's where, it, also back in that region is where they knocked off Riverheads. We had the semifinal for that between those two teams. And that was an epic showdown with a walk-off hit from Buffalo Gap. And that, you know, that home field advantage played a big role there. But they have to go on the road to do it. But I remember last year when Gap made their run, they were having on the road then too. And I, I believe other years we've had Riverheads in the 1B there go on the road and make it to the state final. So we'll be rooting that Holly Desper gets them to be able to do that. She's the new coach this year. But a lot of those kids have played deep into into June or, you know, maybe not deep into June, but into June. And uh, hopefully they can. It's a lot of hope. I'm, I'm the hopeful one. So <laughs> you are the hopeful one. Tell the folks about tennis, Leland. Tennis Riverheads was the only team we had left. Um, and they came up and got to the state semifinals, got to host on Monday state semifinal match. But Bruton came up from Williamsburg and Bruton was for real. Knocked off the Gladiators. Gladiators finished 18 and three, an incredible run of a season. Um, you know, has to be up there with any other season boys tennis has had in a uh, in a long time. 
Um, so that was a great job there by Coach Dylan Norcross. He's an assistant on the football team. Um, and you'll recognize that Norcross name from Coach Norcross's dad from the football team. So uh, a lot of knowing how to win and going on there. But as the team goes down, they still have Caden Swats and a singles um, opportunity as he won Region 1B and the 2B. And um, he gets to play on Friday at Virginia Tech in the singles tournament. He's also part of the doubles team playing uh, Virginia Tech on Thursday. So he'll be there two days in a row. And uh, joining him locally is also Wilson's Connor Miller, who uh, was great in the district all year. And, and a big reason why Wilson was the best team in the district this year, finishing undefeated. So Connor Miller playing singles tournament on Friday. So we have a lot of individuals or a few individuals on the boys side able to still play tennis. Buffalo Gap, and it's been undercovered by us, I'll admit. Um, their girls uh, have made a run here in the postseason here in Class 1 in Region 1B. Um, Alex DeGrassi's playing in the singles um, tournament on Friday. She's also part of a doubles group with Hassett on Thursday. So uh, Buffalo Gap will be represented on the girls' side with some individual there. So we can root for those individuals, but no team opportunities for tennis this year. Yeah, um, and that's a bummer, but, um, yeah. you know, it's still a good run there by the Riverhead Absol- boys. And uh, Absolutely, and giving credit to Wilson on how great that program is, Riverhead's, you know, pushed them this year. I, I, they, they battled them and lost, but battled them. And I, I wondered if Wilson's prep for them was going to be enough for them in this, in this class one. And, and they come up short, but you know, this is a big step for that program that's been down for a while. So uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, you've seen a lot of these names on the boys tennis for Riverheads are some familiar names from football and wrestling. And it seems like they're getting the athletes out on the tennis courts there. So that's, that's a big key at a class one school is to get your best athletes playing multiple sports and Riverheads tennis was able to take advantage of that. Um, so that's good. And it's a good step in the right direction. Um, let's see soccer. We don't have anybody left. All our soccer is done. We, we, no, we, we do. Um, sadly, <laughs> this is where I had the comment that we assume everybody that's still playing at this point is good. And that was more looking at the opponents that our local teams are going to be playing, but we have Riverheads boys soccer, who is like five and 11 on the season and one and nine in the district. Well, they've won a few games and won the region. And, and so they get to host uh, Westmoreland on Tuesday. And um, I, I don't have a lot of optimism that where I talk about my hope, it's not including this as much because last year they did the same kind of thing and they got smoked. So I, I just, I'm not optimistic. I'm hopeful, but not optimistic for that. But they get to host the game. They have, Westmoreland has to come to Riverheads and play. And I say that both boys and girls teams have to come to play. Uh, because the girls, very similarly, they're 0-9-1 in the district, 4-12 and on the season at this point, 4-12-1. and uh, But their last victory was the region championship, so they get to host Westmoreland. So it's a doubleheader, 3 o'clock, and, and then after that, they'll play the boys' game. So uh, a big soccer, fri- uh, big soccer Tuesday at Riverheads, but I would have to assume it's the weakest region champion. And uh, hopefully Westmoreland has a long bus ride. Hopefully the, the it's sweaty bus ride, no AC and all that. And they're uncomfortable and not happy when they get there. Um, but if they have a decent rec, I mean, they do have a decent record and all that. So I'm, I'm not as optimistic there. Well, my apologies to both the Riverheads boys and girls soccer. I forgot how truly horrific region one B is, uh, but, but congratulations to them for navigating their way through a horrific bracket. 
But what we didn't forget about, and and Joe just misspoke, he was forgetting about Riverheads. That's that's what he's apologizing for. He didn't forget about the Riverhead. Uh, the excuse oh, me, that's right, the, the Wilson, Wilson girls. Yeah, the no, Wilson they girls are good. Who were undefeated, sixteen zero and three. Absolutely didn't forget about them. That's what we've been watching last week. We gave them a lot of praise. Still giving them a lot of praise because they won Region Three C, uh, beat Charlottesville to do it. So a great win there. Great run through that hard region. Now they take on Magna Vista, but. You know, when you win that region, I feel like in any sport, especially these girls sports, I, I have hope that you're that you're going to be able to make a state run. Magna Vista is going to be no pushover. If they get to win that, they'll play Lafayette or Meridian on Friday. I'm hopeful that they just keep finding ways to win. They've done that all season. They have not lost any games this season. And I'm just absolutely hoping they're able to pull that on through. Yes. Um, and I agree. I mean, this was a region that I was nervous for them yeah. that they were going to be yeah. able to win just because that region's so tough. Not only did they get through it, but, uh, you know, honestly, Waynesboro, it kind of stunk that, you know, they, they ended up losing to Charlottesville, um, which stunk, but then Wilson took care of Charlottesville in the region championship. So they get to host. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, I know I said, I didn't think they were going to win this region. I was nervous about their odds of getting to that state champion or region championship, excuse me. Uh, but they, they did that. And now, like you said, now that I've seen them do that, I kind of have more confidence because my nerves were based on how they performed in the district. And just knowing that this district in terms of usually three C competitors doesn't stack up too well, but Wilson does look like they're going to stack up. Well, I think they're, I think they've got a great shot to get into that state semi on Friday the challenge there would be if it's Meridian, right? Because Meridian is a truly dynastic soccer program. Yeah. But, hey, get there, and then we'll worry about a game. potential. Yep, beat Magna Vista, and you'll worry about a potential Meridian matchup if you get there. Absolutely. I, I, I use that one all the time, and usually you dismiss me. I'm not going to you know, give that to you. I'm, I'm with you. Get they're in the, if they can get to that game, they're in the game. Let's see what happens. Yep. Well, Leland, you said you're going to be watching a lot of NCAA softball. No I'll surprise that. that Oklahoma is uh, really good. They're really good. I mean, the whole bracket was all the good teams. <laughs> it was all the teams that you're used to seeing playing in Oklahoma City. There's been a lot of good games on. I will have to say I have not been really following the bracket alone. I've had it continually on the TV. As you know, I turned on ESPN or ESPN2 and just to have it on. And so when I'm paying attention. I'm watching good softball, but I have not been paying attention to who wins and loses, but yeah, Oklahoma undefeated, uh, through their games today and all that. It's just not a shocker. I mean, that's what they do. So, um, it's been fun. I, I, I thought I'd be watching it maybe a little bit closer more for some reason I was wrong and probably predictably wrong, but, uh, no, it's been great. Um, None of the storylines have sucked me in this year. I, you know, and that's probably been the truth since JMU went on their run. I mean, that one was absolutely the storyline I was most ever interested ever in this tournament. Um, nothing has sucked me in quite this year. And, you know, there's not that dark horse either to grab onto for the nation either. So, um, but it's been good softball. I always enjoy that tournament. Um, but the other side of this is I'm interested to see the ratings. I mean, we that's been a continual story that we've talked about on this podcast is how these women's sports, they keep, you know, increasing the coverage, putting them, the games in better spots, making it more accessible to watch. And the numbers keep 
showing that that's working. You know, like if you put it on, people will watch it because it is good. And um, I'm just I'm anxious where we don't have that stigma to talk about. And then it's not a, a subject matter. It's just we're all used to watching all these sports and all that all the time. But uh, I'll continue to watch it and it continues to be good. My lack of in-depth watching has been my vacation week, you know, <laughs> you know, getting out on the boat and that kind of stuff, not, um, you know, lack of interest. So, uh, but it's been good. And I know I'll catch the, like the championship series, probably a lot closer, like I always do. I, I feel like I've been watching that for a long time. Um, you know, the three games that comes at the end of the tournament. So are the best of three. So uh, that's coming up. It is. Um, but Oklahoma, I, I've, I think I saw a crazy stat. Yeah, they've won 50 straight games. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to beat them. Um, yeah, with JMU not the tournament, they're likely yeah. to keep on winning, you know? Right. Well, I think JMU, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. I, I think JMU is the last team to beat them in postseason play. Wow. Oof. Um, But don't quote me on that. I, But I'm pretty yeah, sure I like read we, that. It's somewhere. not like we record this or anything. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> But... NCAA baseball. I actually watched quite a bit of this Good. this weekend on Friday, um, Saturday, and a little bit Sunday, and a little bit today um, as they were wrapping up regional play. In fact, Stanford and Texas A&M are still playing to determine who will play Texas in a super regional. Um, but Wake Forest, the number one overall seed, gets through. They played George Mason in the region championship. Um, so hats off to George Mason for getting there um, after getting annihilated in their first game against Wake Forest. Um, they ended up losing pretty sizably to Wake Forest again when they had a rematch. Um, but Wake Forest will do that. Alabama uh, is who they'll see in a Super Regional in Winston-Salem. Florida, a one seed. South Carolina, a one seed. Those teams make it. Texas comes out of the Miami region, which was pretty cool to see. Um they played really well. For local fans, UVA does make it out of the region. Uh, they will host ACC rival Duke in their Super Regional. Um, I already saw where that's sold out. So if you didn't get tickets, sorry. But I don't. you'll have to watch it on TV like the rest of us. Um, upsets. Let's talk about upsets. Oregon comes out of the Nashville region. They take down Vanderbilt and Xavier, who were two really, really good Vanderbilt baseball teams. Vanderbilt down. I missed that. Wow. And Oklahoma State, Dallas Baptist, two other premier programs that were in the Stillwater region. Oral Roberts comes out of that region, a four seed. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. LSU, uh, that was expected. Kentucky was expected. Auburn goes down to Sunbelt favorite Southern Miss. Um, and Penn pushed them. Uh, Penn was actually in that winner's bracket, and Southern Miss had to beat them twice in the region championship to advance. But that was a bracket where when I saw uh, the three and the four won game, the first games of that region uh, when Southern Miss lost to Samford and uh, Penn upset Auburn. And so it was Southern Miss-Auburn. And I was like, man, if Southern Miss gets past Auburn, that region looks really easy. And they got past Auburn. They got past Samford. They pounded Penn late uh, in a second game, and then the deciding game, that because it, then it turns into a best of three at that point between those two sides. Southern Miss, it was a back-and-forth game, but they ended up prevailing. Tennessee uh, comes out of the Clemson region. Uh, let's see. TCU beat Arkansas today pretty handily 
Indiana State survived in their region to come out of the Terre Haute region. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Texas, Texas A&M is a potential super regional if Texas A&M does beat Stanford tonight, which is exciting. Southern Miss Tennessee is going to be interesting because technically we don't know where that super regional will be played. They're both two seeds. So the committee will have to get together and decide which one gets to host. Um, That's not already established? No. Because they'll do... Like one seats are one seats, obviously top 16. Those are nationally seeded teams. If you're a two seed, you're a two seed, but you're, they kind of place you geographically a little bit. It's not like the NCAA bracket where it's like the huh. best two avoids the best one. Um, I would still think they would have like 64 teams lined up. So yeah, you're a two seed, but then you do it geographically. I would, I would have thought, established. I would have thought if the two, two seeds come, this is, who will host yeah. i i agree but i was watching squeeze play and they were very they said we won't know until monday uh not monday tuesday until where they're gonna play that because they huh. will announce that tuesday um, Interesting. so but it, indiana state will uh the Terre Haute super regional uh where tcu will go to indiana state so that'll be interesting they have a cemetery over their left field wall which i learned this weekend um so that's interesting. What uh, I got two things. Mm-hmm. I saw someone post on Twitter, and then so we get replied to. So this is one idiot that I'm commenting on. I don't think this is a group of people, but like mm-hmm. the dude was talking about Wake Forest. Like it was like a graphic that Wake Forest advanced the super regional. And he's like, well, they were in the easiest region. It's like they they were like one of the top one seeds. So like they did were they ever the watch NCAA seed. sports? Yeah, did they ever watch in NCAA sports and how things get bracketed to win? Like. Yeah, they were the number one yeah. overall seed. Um, yeah. Their region was fairly easy. I mean, they the okay. A-10 champion was George Mason as six seed. Um, Maryland is good, but not great. Um, I mean, as, as we've learned, there's no excuse for the number one seed overall in an NCAA tournament to lose a game. Yes, this tournament does have <laughs> lots of upsets. And not advance early. Yeah, this this tournament does have lots of upsets. That's true. Yeah, um, I know. I'm, I'm trying to get my digs into Granddaddy Jeff there. But um, Wake Forest will play Alabama. I think Wake Forest will get through that. Um, when they get to Omaha, it will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Southern Miss, Tennessee will be – that's my favorite super regional right now, um, just to see who wins that because I think that's going to be tough. Oregon will – Man, if Oregon loses to Oral Roberts, they may never go to Omaha. Um, but yeah, Penn, who was playing Southern Miss, there was a lot going on there uh, because not a lot of four seeds have gone to Omaha um, or gone to Super Regionals, excuse me. I think only eight or yeah. uh, is the number. Uh, so Penn was trying to be number nine, but Penn would have been the first Ivy League team to ever go to a Super Regional. Um, but they missed out. So still no Ivies. Surprising. How long? Uh, yeah. Harvard went in the gonna... 70s, but the Ivy League was not a baseball conference. So Harvard was like one of those huh. teams that plays in a separate conference for baseball at the time. That's interesting. Yep. Because usually those Ivy League teams and stuff like that, like they used to be awesome, you know, in the 40s, you know, were dominating and stuff like that. But that, that's interesting. Also, my second thing was, out of those teams left, who is Joe's top uniform left? Top uniform left is a good question. Tennessee and Southern Miss, Southern Miss both have great uniforms, so a favorite is going to be coming out of there. Um, 
I like LSU over Kentucky in that super regional. I watched almost no Oral Roberts, but I did see Oregon, so I'm not rooting for them. Um, Indiana State TCU, I guess I like TCU better. I like UVA's uniforms over Duke's uniforms. You liked that fancy D last week. I do, but I don't like it more than I like UVA's uniforms. Uh, Florida, South Carolina is kind of a toss up. It's Wake Forest over Bama for me. So now for this UV, you said the UVA Duke series is sold out. I assume that's, you know, like you can only sell. It's like each seat, each person that goes in there requires two tickets. Like one is for their butt and the other is for their inflated head on how great they think they are. Uh, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, they're going to win. They're it's going just, to Omaha. Yeah. Let's just talk about two programs that just think they're top dog all the time, no matter what. I mean, earlier in the season, it was like, I didn't it when they're the thing about there was their coach wasn't getting it done. We talked about that one week when they're talking about their baseball coach, not getting it done. And then they pretty much won you know, 90% of their games since then at UVA. That's just, okay. It's I, fine. I don't know what you want me to say. They're going, I'm trying they're to, going I'm to trying Omaha. To throw my hate. And I'm trying to throw my hate that way. Well, I don't like them. I know you don't, but they're going to be in Omaha. So unless Duke does something wild, I don't think they will. But yeah. So, I mean, it is interesting though, because that's an ACC super regional. You have an yeah. SEC super yeah. regional with Florida and South Carolina and LSU, Kentucky. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens out of those regionals where conference teams are playing each other. Yeah. But that's NCAA baseball. That is, it is NBA playoffs. Yeah. Um, but he got that win. Nobody thought they could. Everybody in the third quarter of game one, just wrote off the Miami heat. The the Denver nuggets were just going to sweep them. And maybe they still only gentlemen sweep them or something, but it's just, I don't know. It's just like listening the day after that Nuggets win in game one, just like it amazed me how dismissive they were of this Miami Heat team who like how many times do they have to surprise you before you're just going to have a chance of suspecting it? And I predicted Nuggets in six. I feel pretty good about that right now. I mean, that's that's fine. What do they play Tuesday night. Uh, sure. They're not playing tonight. Oh, Wednesday. The Florida, Panthers, Wednesday. Florida Panthers are getting stomped. So they're going to be down two <laughs> oh. Got me down too, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. They were down 3-1 to Boston before they came back and won that series, so hopefully they find a way to beat Vegas. I don't want Vegas to win. Do you, do you have any uh, invested interest in any of that? I do not want Vegas to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. So There you go. Uh, it would be nice if the Florida Panthers showed up. But whatever. Who cares, right? Uh, the can the Canadians sure don't. Well, the Canadians are never in it. It's our sport now. Um, <laughs> it's the South sport. Yeah, yeah. This is pushing this is pushing NASCAR out the way. Right, NASCAR's <laughs> NASCAR's yesterday's news. Um, what's dominating your life, Leland? By the lake. It's vacation. It's been awesome. Uh. That's just been good. I don't know. I I done this a couple of years in a row now. I feel like recording a podcast sitting on a dock. I am on stable ground this time, but I'm still right next to the water. Um, no, it's just awesome. 
uh, my mom was talking about our, our number one listener was talking about uh, how it's so much calmer at a lake. And especially where we're at, we're down at Bugs Island and it's, it's just a quiet little town right next to a, the biggest lake in Virginia. And so despite the moment she thought of this was when two loud motorcycles came by that sparked her to remember or think that that's the first loud noise she'd heard all week being here. And, you know, when you go to the beach, you go to these other places that are just overcrowded with people and people everywhere, the, the whole lake set up, especially down here, you got your own space and you got your own dock and you got a little bit of room around you and you get out on the water and do your own thing. And you're not, you know, fighting for spots on the beach and stuff. And now we went to the beach last year and we had a good time, but, uh, I definitely just like the lake better. So, but we're, we are set up for lake as lake people. So, uh, that's probably part of it too, but it's been fun. It's been good. We had a lot of family here, um, both sides of the family here at, for a couple days, which was a different dynamic than, than normal other than, you know, the holidays and events stuff that we all get together for and graduation or, you know, preschool graduation kind of things. Um, but that was fun. It was, it's been awesome. So I'm enjoying vacation despite, you know, delaying the recording of this podcast by 45 minutes. That's okay. Um, (laughs) that's good. Um, I went to a place that will remain nameless, but um, if I never go back to this particular small venue in Maryland again, I'll be good. This week, you went you went somewhere up the road. I did. I went to support uh, my mom and her band um, that was performing. Um, yeah, and they. Well, you're listening to live music. That's going to be a problem. Their, their agent um, <laughs> booked a gig at this place, and uh, I don't know how to say this where it's not going to be offensive if people smoke, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, everyone in there, except for the group I was with, smoked. Um, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, so it wasn't enjoyable for someone like, you know, who wasn't. Um, but it was, um, outside of that, uh, it was small, it was crowded and (laughs) it was, uh, just an older demographic. Um, it's funny when I can always tell when you're like trying your hardest to be polite or politically mm -hmm. correct, which you don't, you don't always, you, you generally just blow right past that. But you say that's the only time as as professional a broadcaster you are. Whenever you start hitting like a second um in a row, I'm like, what what is he holding back from saying? Yeah, uh, <laughs> just that if I never go back to this place again, I'll be good. I never want to go back there. Uh, I saw some people that I feel like I was in a better mental state before I knew they existed. So um, it is what it is, I guess. I would love to give you an update on the Valley League, um, but yeah, I don't have it either. Uh, their their uh, new website uh, doesn't have any standings, so they have another new website. Uh, yup. Well, and, at least it's an uh, effort because the old one never worked. So at least they're <laughs> well, but the old one was at least up to date because our friend John Leonard uh, was 
updating it and making sure we always had information, we being the general public who might find it interesting. Yeah. Um, but now that doesn't seem to be a priority, which is okay. Um, I do know the Stanton Braves are, I believe, one and two. Um, they won their second game. They have lost their other two. I don't know how tonight's game went. I haven't seen that graphic yet. Um, well, I just went to the website for the for the league, and it still has a countdown to the new season. Well, so there you go. It's at zero, <laughs> I hope, um, because it did start. Ugh. But yeah, what's the date of today? Yeah, June second is the newest article. So, well, it's going well. Um, Jeez. What uh what I saw today that was interesting and it sparked a debate with former podcast uh, participant Dan Hansen. Uh, I read the headline, Ron, which I realized preparing for the podcast. So I can read the headline and I think it's going to be a simple understanding, but then we can get into the other debate. But the headline came across the TV that said Michael Vick and it lists off some other names. But Michael Vick, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast, um, I brought him up as like my what could have been kind of athlete. He is up for the Hall of Fame, for the College Hall of Fame. And uh, him, Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald, I believe every name I've just said there should just be getting in because the College Hall of Fame is based on your college career, and there's no reason um, Michael Vick shouldn't be in there and represented, I believe. I'm sure there'll be attention drawn to stuff that happened when he wasn't in college, but I believe we've seen a lot of people in the College Hall of Fame that might have had some some unfortunate things happen. Uh, and unfortunate is probably the soft word. And I assume you're not going to debate me any about Michael Vick easily being put into the college hall of fame. I agree. I, there are some it, people who, uh, yeah. And may that's or may where not have murdered people that are yeah. in. Um, but yeah, I but, sticking to yeah. on the field. I mean, he, Virginia Tech Absolutely. football ha- was kind yeah. of on the map, but he kind of put them on the national championship contender map, uh, taking them to a national championship game his freshman year. Yeah. Getting when Virginia Tech was ranked in the top five those other years was because of the respect that they got during the yeah. Michael Vick years. Yep. Um, and now we're a long way from that. But yeah. Um, and, and, then, and then similar things you can say for Randy Moss at Marshall, like he upped Marshall's popularity and sure. Uh, you know, a current popularity at that time. Um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald was an incredible receiver at Pittsburgh. Absolutely. He's going to get it like, and I think there's more to the list, but those were the three kind of headline players. But the debate that was sparked from our conversation of seeing that headline and reading it wrong was NFL hall of fame. And we were debating, would he actually get in? And I, yeah, that's kind of where I was. I, I, he didn't do enough. It's too, yeah, it's too much what could have been and not enough what he did do. And he yeah. did some great things. He had wins. He was electric, impacted the game. I think he's helped, you know, he didn't open the door for a running quarterback and a, a quarterback the way he plays the game, but he, you know, took the door off the hinges and and, and has allowed a lot of people to come in behind him. And, um, but it was cut short because of his own actions and right. yes, he's paid his debt to society and all that. And people can choose to support him or not after that, but it's not like he returned to the field and then was another like 10 years of hall of fame play or, you know, a long period. And he had some success, particularly with Philadelphia, but not enough. So I, I kind of was getting to that. Like, I just, I don't think he'll get in. He'll, 
at some point he'll be a lot of debate around that thing and people will talk about that and make the same points I made, but yeah, he's not, I, I just don't think he will get into that, that hall of fame. No. And, and, and I that hall of fame has murderers in it too. So it does. And I, but I don't think he deserves it because it's, as you yeah. were saying, it's not the hall of what might've been, it's the hall right. of fame. And, and right. he just didn't accomplish enough during his pro career to make it. I, I when you think if, if he gets in, I, I would then say, why is Bo Jackson not in the Hall of Fame? Because I think Bo Jackson, without a doubt, yeah, would have been a better football player. Could have been athlete. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a far better football player if we're doing the what would have been yeah. arguments for getting Vic in the Hall of Fame. Bo Jackson would have been better than Michael Vick. So yeah. uh, he could have been in the Hall of Fame in two sports, <laughs> right? And uh, he won't make it in either one, and, and Vic won't make it in this one, and that's okay. Um, I, he yeah, sh- he fine. should be in the College Football Hall of Fame. I agree with you, Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald, the other two headliners there probably should be in as well. Um, I, I think it's kind of my safe thing for the college one. Like if you're a top two Heisman guy, you're 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 probably you're probably going if, like, well, I don't even think you need to be top two. I think if you're a Heisman finalist, I eventually yeah. you need to be in the college football. Hall You've had a huge impact on your team and like yeah. the record books at your school and all that. So it's, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Right. So I've been out of town. Joe and I've I've missed all the excitement around home. Did you see the song? Hear the sonic boom? See all the jet fighters? All the stuff about this plane going down? No. Um, even though I was closer to it than normal, yeah. Um, I was not. No. Um, I was in uh, Frederick, Maryland this weekend. Um, oh. But I did not. Uh, see all that i did hear about the story uh it sounds sad and tragic um but oh yeah yep ter- yeah I that did, aspect terrible i did not see uh the the fighter jets scrambled or hear the fighter jets scrambled or anything about the accident until i saw it on the news it was interesting because it's like how you're getting the reports of like where people are seeing the stuff and and people going out the back of Greenville and then it's like coming up closer to Stanton. And most news sources were saying crashed in the mountains near Stanton. Well, now it's over in Nelson. Now they've like identified it's in Nelson County, kind of on the other side of the top of the mountains on the Charlottesville side. It was just a lot of unknown. And that was, it was us down here three hours away picking up, you know, little information. And uh, this isn't like when something happens in DC or New York city or something where, you have credible news sources immediately telling you credible things. It was just a lot of stuff. And uh, it was interesting that, that, you know, it's always interesting when Stanton has something happening that's in the national news. And uh, yeah, uh, terrible, terrible with the people passing away and um, sad to hear that end of it. Um, But a hard situation, I'm sure for, you know, the military to handle with sending the jet fighters out and, they're trying to get and a that's view the of what's part, going on and all yeah, that. That was the only part I would have been aware of this weekend. Um, because, what, like I said, by the time that was going on, I was already up in Frederick, Maryland. So, yeah. uh, But I didn't, I mean, the fighters would have been south of me. Um, and uh, I did see, like, Greenville, Virginia and go, huh. Um, <laughs> but What's I didn't, going on at Riverheads? Yeah, I didn't... Um, <laughs> I didn't think anything of it on the way back. I, um, but yeah, that was, um, 
you're right. It, it is interesting to see uh, bigger news organizations' definition of Stanton area. Um, well, I, and I'm really not even throwing the hate that they got it wrong. I think initially people, it was seeming like it was. Well, and but no, I'm I guess just by saying, time they like, actually get to that site, and it's the St. Mary's area up there, and yeah, yeah, they reference some mountain peak that I don't know if I've ever even heard the name of. So, well, it's fine. Um, no, I know everything about Stanton. That's that's my job here. But <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously a really sad story or sad ending. Yeah. But like you said, it is it's tough. I mean when you have an unresponsive plane flying over the nation's capital in today's day and age, it's going to get fighter scrambled. Um, yep. so. And at least like the decisions that got made were allowing there to be hope for it for a while. Uh, it's a, like lucky they didn't shoot it down <laughs> much sooner and have a lot more questions on how things were going inside the plane before then. So, right. But, with that, the phone battery's at 3%. Man, so. 6%. We're a 6% a show. That's good. It was a quick show, though. Yes, it was a very quick show. So go <laughs> ahead and wrap it up, Leland. Uh, well, everybody's got to make sure they're following us at Yak Sports Pod on Twitter or Facebook. And they can email us at um, yaksportspod at gmail.com. And make sure your friends are following us. We're getting in the summertime, and this is where we will kind of – do a couple maybe looking backs, a couple looking forwards, but also could get into some of the more fun topics that we get into non-sports related where we kind of have our more heated debates. So hopefully you guys are excited about that and make sure your friends are subscribed. And if anything, make sure they're getting ready for the fall sports season where we'll kick into the high school football again and be ready to cover all that. So we got plenty of Valley league baseball. We do have the state championships to, to wrap up next week. So might as well be back with us next week here on the Exports Podcast. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County Sports Podcast.